And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. Nope. Soul Zay. Jamart. And the Red Baron. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap. Day day two of live with Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPR and Radio Network. Um, We haven't been evicted yet. Not yet. The, the clock there's is been, ticking there's for been sure. rumors, though. Peter, Peter hasn't found the crap I took in the corner last oh, time. Yeah, little, little, little too less sports. A little bit more drunk. Um, starting lineups to help us get drunk this time. Red Baron from Founders. I have the breakfast stout. Well, where's Founders from? Ooh, Ooh souls. Founders is located in, how long do I have to look? It's brewed in the U.S. Oh, wow, good job. So it could, it could be anywhere, right? <laughs> well, let's go to another U.S. brew. Machine washable. I have the classic Budweiser. Boo. Boo. <laughs> we're talking about classic. I guess so, I'll get so, so I have the champagne of all beers, Miller High Life. In the 25-ounce can. Glad he introduced it like that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stepping outside my comfort zone for this one. I, gotta, <laughs> I have a Guinness here from Dublin, Ireland. No, he doesn't. Pronounced Guinness over there. <laughs> uh, and then I have uh, Clown Shoes Exorcism at Sunset. You know, one of those, like, domestic brews, you know, one of those, like, yeah, no. Imperial Stout Aged in Bourbon Barrels from Ipswich, Mass. Mass. What are you saying, Souls? Who has shot trivia today? Ooh, oversight by us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uh-oh. We'll, well, we'll we'll figure it out in a second. I think it was you, Souls. Was it? Yeah, it was the Austin Collie question. About, uh, oh, no. No, it, oh, was, it was Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> The Austin well, Collie question. <laughs> we're going to send this Jeff's way. Well, let's do our, you know, well, Jeff's getting his, his fact repaired because, you know, we're terrible at, at what we do. Martin. Um... Toast of excellence. Martin. Before we do our sip, uh, anybody anybody want to go first? Anybody have I'll, anything? I'll go. Um, this is sort of older-ish news, um, but I wanted to do the toast of excellence to to Jim Kelly. You know, I well, you give me that look. You give me that look. Because you said Jim Kelly, and then you looked at all of us like we were supposed <laughs> to say something. Well, no, I, I this just, is your thing. I'd like to give my toast to Jim Kelly. So, well, what do you fucking think? <laughs> I need your approval at all times. Uh, fighting uh, oral cancer uh, for, is it the second or third time? Does get anyone? Third. Uh, I think third? it's his third. Third time. Because uh, he, he, he said that he went 0-4 in the Super Bowl, but he's 2-0 and against cancer. Which is a great quote. I love that a lot. So we were, our, our prayers and thoughts are with him. I bet, you, I bet you 52 other people don't think that was a great quote. 52 losing bills. Because <laughs> that's amazing to think about. If you, if you do the math. 112 bills, well, I mean, like, there was a lot of layover, but 112 bills 
players in four straight Super Bowls. And they all two hundred and twelve, sorry, and they all lost. <laughs> and only one of them was the kicker's fault. My toast is to the Cleveland Browns. Boo. Making moves, making moves. That offense is gonna be good this year. Yeah, and Odell Beckham Jr. is gonna sign there in two years. Ah, maybe. It's gonna be smoking Jay Cutler, <laughs> Jarvis Landry. If those videos keep surfacing, <laughs> he's headed. It's it's really funny too because like we did a whole segment about where Jarvis Landry ends or ends up. And did anybody say the Browns? Nope. Excellent. We know you our know, stuff. Everyone like busted on me. What did I pick? The Vikings. The Vikings. <laughs> and now look. <laughs> I gotta piggyback off you though. I was gonna say John Dorsey, the GM. I mean, they might win two games this year. Oh, they're gonna take. But that that's two hundred percent profit for them. Nope. Any, literally, any any the, wins uh, they Steelers, get means that these guys these guys were worth it. They might beat Landry Jones this year. Finally, are you saying Landry Jones is going to play? Week seventeen. You heard it here first. Kyle, your toast. My toast is to Ichiro Suzuki for returning for another season at age forty-four, back with the Seattle Mariners. You think this is it for him? Who who knows, dude? I've been thinking it for like two years, but he just keeps. I Hitting when I saw enough. It, it was a one year deal with Seattle, right? Yeah, I, I think Could this be is it. Retirement. I think this is it. Or we'll go back to Japan and start playing again over there. <laughs> Have three thousand more hits. You gotta go to a Mariners game so I can call the home run. That was awesome. We went to a Pirates game this summer. Mock didn't want to go. Um, yeah, anyway, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> um, but it was the it was the the Marlins, right? Marlins, Marlins, Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, we, we were hoping we were gonna see Stanton hit a bomb, but the Pirates win. Um. <laughs> but tomorrow and sat staying that day. Um... Not yet. But but anyway, Ichiro walks up. The Pirates are winning. Ichiro walks up. I just go, Jeff. Wouldn't it be awesome oh, yeah, if we saw Ichiro hit a home run and hit a bomb? But the Pirates win and just um, launched it out but of the park. Tomorrow and sat staying that day. Um... So here, here. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, my uh, toast of excellence is also kind of old news, but to Mr. Matt Forte, aka Common the rapper. Um. Signing a one-day contract with the Chicago Bears to retire as a Bear. Very excited. Not so good, Jeff? Well, sip your beers. No. Because they're all getting disorganized. We've got people on their phones, people talking side conversations. Hey, man, I'm posting up we got up fucking for us. bald people over the board. Jesus. Oh. Hey, well, I was getting the, the chat going for us. I don't have my opener near me. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. My. I'm sorry. God. You are ridiculous. All right. All so, right. as per usual, we're... Uh, we're terrible at remembering things, so we forgot our <laughs> private stock again. So our lovely um, production assistant and chief, whatever, just Rebecca. Um, I don't know. Do we have? A, we don't have a title for her yet, do we? Uh, she's a production director. Production, production director. director. Yeah, I slurred. I didn't even have a drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, production she picked, director. She picked up a bottle for us on her way in, and for us to have something. So she picked up Canadian Club, and J Mark took his his. Redemption sip from trivia question and uh, it was great, just great. Yeah. All right, around the horn then. Looking to do more, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, this is so it's customary on radio, right? When we're live, because we get silent. As if somebody's doing something. You guys don't watch. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> Souls, are you excited for the trivia question? I. I don't know. I've got it. If Jeff's ready. got some no. weird questions. Oh, you got some weird wow. questions. Yeah, fuck you. <clears throat> all right. All right. Anyway, we're on the topic of Ichiro being really old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
Shaquille O'Neal is really old, too. And yep. he's also the oldest All-Star Game MVP at 36 years. How many days? Hmm. I'm really good at stuff like this. I'd like to lead <laughs> off of that. So we're counting how many days. If it's been uh, 30, 30, 36 years. 36 years, how many days old was he when he was the MVP of the All-Star uh, Game? I would imagine probably in the realm of 28,000. 28,526. I think you're misunderstanding. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, how many, like, he was 28 and 42 days. Like, how many days out of a year? Like, he was that many days close to his birthday? <laughs> is, Wait, that... is that what we mean? Yeah, yes. that's what we mean. <laughs> I we're, I we're just the days and the <laughs> I'd like to go second. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm going to say 113. 110. Fucking son of a bitch. So let's be a little closer to the mic. Did, did, did Sorry. Did you give an answer? <laughs> uh, he said 28,000 28, originally. Okay. <laughs> um, how, how many? How old was he? What did we say for years? It was 36 years. Does anybody know when Shaq's birthday is? <laughs> nope. Probably November. I'm going to say... November. I'm going to say 364. <laughs> one day shy of his birthday. Nice, nice. All right. Um, I don't know when it is, though. I don't know when it is. Let's his go. birthday might be in December for all I know. Uh... 208. Souls. No, Mock actually loses. Damn. <laughs> it's 346 days. So we're palindrome. Con- no, it's not a palindrome. We're confirming that it's not 28,000. It is not 28,000. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping nice. Kendall was going to go low. <laughs> oh, well. He finally loses. Kyle, I've lost before. No, yeah, but not lately. <laughs> what? I'm going to send that back. Well. That's awful. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna put that yeah. right here. So, we figure we'll do, keep the discussion stuff alive like we did the last show. But yeah. um, this first hour, we're gonna we'll focus on one sport and then do some more fun stuff in the second hour. Um, our own sports outsider, uh, Solzy McLaughlin, over there, um, celebrating St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was nice enough to put together some topic points for MLB that he'd like to discuss, but wow. he said he doesn't want to lead the reins on them. So, I'm going to have to apparently. It's a strong leader right there, Solzy. But we're in we're in the we're in the preseason uh, spring training. It's one of those things like you can't call it preseason. It doesn't sound right for baseball. No. But it's nineteen days away till spring training. I mean till opening day. <laughs> yep. All right, keep that CC going. But we got so we got spring training going on. There's some deals finally forming and all that. So uh, Souls, you want to talk? You wanted to talk some deals, some big names signing one year contracts. Yeah, like all of them. Wow. Well, well, which ones? What, which one's the most important or like most standoffish to you? Like, which one? You want to well, talk about something? <laughs> Anything? What do you talk about? Well, Mustakis is a pretty big deal because he—that's Michael Mustakis. Correct, sir. Then where did he sign? Uh, Kansas City. Then what position one, does he? No. Third base at six point five mil. What's his sign? Huh? Is he Gemini? I don't know. No, nah, he's a pisses. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he turned down a three-year deal earlier in the year. To sign a one-year contract, I don't understand why. You're not. Well, I understood at first because when you first wrote it down, I thought you wrote down one year, sixty-five million dollars, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Not bad, I'll, not bad." I'll, I'll eat anybody's ass for sixty-five million dollars <laughs> for the year. Anybody's. The the three-year deal he turned was with the Royals. I'm not sure what team. I, I know he turned down the three-year deal, and and it was just like all these players want big years, but nobody wants to give them. Years. Teams aren't doing the long-term contracts anymore like they used to in baseball. You don't see those 10-year deals too much anymore. I mean, the last one was what, Stanton? 
Yeah. Because I don't think we see longevity dominance you anymore. You don't. Yeah. By the time when you look like, at the A-Rod deal, when he started to fall off, he was still making how much on the books. Yeah. I mean, like, Jeter and Ortiz and, like, like Paul Konerko and, like, those, those players, that was, like, the last generation of, like, long-term dominance, like, just consecutive seasons of doing what they're supposed to do at a high level. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I mean, like, whether it's injury or just inconsistency, I mean, like, look at Trout. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from his abilities, but injuries have plagued him from being the consistent ball player that he would be. But it's also, like, so the Royals lost Eric Hosmer. They lost... Not the owner of Hosmer Mountain Sodas. Yeah. <laughs> also Lorenzo Cain. So Moustakas doesn't have the backup that he did in years past. So now he's forced to be the four, three or four hitter, and not, he's not... I personally don't think he's going to be able to get the money he wants next year. Well, I mean, maybe that's why he took the one-year deal. He's thinking, okay, I'm going to be the guy. If I perform well, I can be the next big money guy. I don't know. That's the only thing that would really... So, do you feel this is kind of a, just a jumping-off point? Like, hey, this is my... Well, well, it's it's, it's going to make or break his next deal. Let's 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 hold off on the why he signed the deal. I'm just talking about the deal itself. Like, we'll just you know, is it a good move for Kansas City? Is it a good move for Mustakas? Good for both. Kansas City lost a lot, and they're just going to suck this year. All right. Well, what about <laughs> this soul's prediction? <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about Cargo signing a one-year deal with Colorado? Right now, he's like the fourth outfielder. So to me, it doesn't really make sense in why he would go back there. I'm surprised he went back. I feel like Cargo could have played for, you know, San Diego or Arizona and be the starting right fielder. I don't want to do Well, uh, he's still a fan favorite. I mean, he's the guy now that Tulowitzki's gone. He's been the guy since Tulowitzki's been gone. Yeah, but he's aging and his production's going down. Right, but I mean, think about it. You're a guy, you've, I'm pretty sure you've played there your entire career, right? Um, most of it. Most of it. I mean, so it's like you got... It's his comfort. It's his comfort, you know? It's like the whole... Plus, you hit more home runs there. That Very true. That nice, thin, rocky air. <laughs> And then um, Luke Roy. That was just because the A's needed a stopgap because they have no catcher right now. And the A's just, just... Well, they had that guy that kneeled for the uh, anthem. Like I said, they don't have a catcher right now. <laughs> you know, I, I just thought of... <laughs> the only reason people know who he Now is. batting number 34, the catcher, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> a while back, remember we did like the where we thought the free agents were going... Were any of us right on anything... <laughs> We still have that list. <laughs> uh, J.D. Martinez to the Red Sox. Someone, I, someone said that. I think, uh, yeah. But other than that, I think we were wrong on all of them. Yeah, I think there's so. There's no <laughs> chance. Well, next show, we'll bring It's too hard in. to predict. We'll have to find it. It's in my, it's in my room. I look at it every day. Oh, I know. It's right about I, I, <laughs> I rub it against my face. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm assuming this says Lance Lynn. Yeah, he signed the other day. For, you, oh. got, you had a church's handwriting, kid. Nah, I was just writing... <laughs> what? Um, I have good handwriting. Alrighty. So Angelin early in the writing. week, early in the week, turned down a two-year, twenty million dollar contract to sign a one-year for twelve with the same team. If I was him, I would have just taken the two for twenty. He ain't gonna get more than that. Team don't want to give up their draft pick in order to sign him for thirty million dollars more. I mean, tons of Applebee's, Chili's—they do two for twenties, and they're wildly <laughs> successful. Two for twenty-two now at our local Chili's. Give them the club. <laughs> give them the club. Um, so, we, we kind of start started talking about with Moustakas, so why are all these players deciding on one-year deals? In my opinion, I kind of agree with what Jeff was leading off with. I, I think it's, I think it's a lot of these players that, like, they're looking for big money, and they might be looking for a new team, so they're doing these one-year deals in hopes that this season is, like, statistically great for them, best season they've ever had type of thing, to demand the money. But the thing is, next year, that the free agency is so 
big that they're not gonna teams aren't gonna have the money. They're gonna go after Machado and Harper and Kershaw. They're gonna give them all they can get. So I feel like they're not gonna be able to get the money next year either. See, for me, I look I look at Mustakas now. Machado's gonna be the the infielder to get next year, and he's gonna almost set that market for next. So I think Machado's gonna be the player to get. That's what I mean. He's other. he's gonna sign. I think Harper know, and I think Harper. You know, I think Harper might leave, but I think Kershaw stays. Machado's going to sign this big time deal, and and Mustakas can set almost the bar. he can almost piggyback off that and get himself more money. I mean, whatever the teams are going to pay, I mean there there's no shortage of money in baseball. <laughs> if I'm Mustakas, I'm going into it next season, be like, I'm not looking to get the biggest contract in free agency. I'm just looking to the team that was the closest to getting Machado but didn't, and then it's being like. I'm not so I'm bad. I'm here. <laughs> and, and say it's a long shot. Say he has a better year. Machado gets hurt. People are still going to pay for Machado. Then Mustakas has the, hey, I had a better season than yeah. him. I deserve that money too. So I, mean, I could definitely see the one-year deal being a mm-hmm. good choice for some athletes. It could also back. It's a risk. Yeah. You could also bet like 220. You know, if you can't out. make $10 million last, uh, sorry, that's on you. Mm. <laughs> I could spend it in two days. No, we. this is... This is not a endorsement. This is just to make souls happy. Um, but we're talking MLB because the, the season's getting underway very shortly. But it's more important because there's there's a very big event in Souls' life that happens annually and annually. 17, 17 days away, Souls. Are you excited? Very excited. Would you like to tell the listeners what it is? MLB The Show 2018 will be coming out March 28th. Which means Kyle's already sparingly rigorous bathing routine will be put on hold for this. And also, when I'm going to call it a work, I've been figuring that out, too. You're not going to call it a work, huh? Yeah, you're not. You're going to sit on the toilet, and you're going to talk to them. You're gonna, this is how you always call out of work. Oh. You pick up the phone and go, do you need me? <laughs> That's how it always I'm starts. I'm the only closing manager. And you're tipping your hand right now. What if like, they're listening? What if you're, they're not listening. Well, yeah, you're how really, do you know that? You're really messing yourself up How here. do you know that? So, I'll call out. We had some of the one-year deals, but we have some other people that are still looking for uh, – for contracts, so uh, Jake Ar- Jake Arietta and uh, Alex Cobb, where are they going? Alex Cobb, I have no idea. <laughs> that's where he's a sport <laughs> outsider. <laughs> no, it's just Cobb is that guy that's like he's thirty two already, and nobody wants to give him th- three or four years for forty million dollars. Arietta, you know, has some value left. Do you have any kind of what was like like Cobb's line last year? Like just roughly, roughly not. Well, he came back <clears throat> after the All Star break, so it was like anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I think it was like eight and six. He's thirty. All right, so I mean eight and six. So thirty-two. Ap- Is it thirty-three? Thirty. Eight and six after the All Star break. That's considerable. I mean, you know, some some people play an entire year and they'll go, you know, four and, and nine. You know, in a full year. I mean, the Cubs still need a pitcher, so I can see him going there. Now I have a question. Like, what happened to Jake Arrieta? He wants too much damn money. But I mean, like, he he was a premier pitcher in the league, and now you know it seems was? like nobody wants him. I think he shot the body issue on ESPN, <laughs> and it just really just ruined his confidence. Look what I it think, did to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I think Cobb goes to the Twins, and Arrieta goes to the Padres. Really, my predictions. All right. See, for me, if I'm the Brewers, I sign one of them. I have to. Because they were just just a piece away from being a real contender last year. If Ariad is on his game, he's a dominant pitcher. That's a big question mark. Cobb, 
who knows? He's a ground ball pitcher. He's coming off what Tommy John this year or last year? Last year. So I mean, well, something to be who considered. Knows? Alex Cobb, you said he's thirty-two. Thirty. Thirty. Sorry, but an older pitcher, you know, and he had the surgery. We think that he can like the dry air, for especially for his joints. I think Arizona <laughs> is a perfect location for a guy like that. Do you agree? I agree. The Phillies need to sign one of those two guys too. Well, speaking of Cobb and his his former alma mater, what do we think about Tampa Bay going with a four man rotation? Asinine. It's a bad idea for the Asinine. regular season. They already lost two pitchers to Tommy John already. They're gonna lose three more at least. Who was the last team that was doing the four man? It was the Pirates, wasn't it? Were the Pirates? No, we team? had a six man. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> uh, you're asking these pitchers to take on a lot of lot more. Like responsibility, and they're gonna add like thirty more innings to their arms, and it's just like I get it, it's probably your best option, but just just bite the bullet. Maybe the fifth starter will actually do something once in a while. Bring in anybody. Yeah, I bring mean, in anybody. Anybody is better than nobody. But you think, like, we're we're like, sitting here talking about two free agent pitchers that haven't signed. <laughs> but not even that. Like the the Rays, they're not going anywhere no. really anytime soon. So if you See have what the kids, pitch, like do. why why risk their injury? Just bring somebody up. Yeah, just bring up, bring up, bring up anybody. Bring up a prospect. See what he can do. Let him go. I mean, find out now. Even if you if you kind of do like a rotating, you know, bring up a guy for a month, then bring up another. Get people in there. I don't understand why you would risk the injury. Real well, because they just signed their pitching coach, Adam Dunn. <laughs> Real quick, I just want to interject. If you guys have anything you want to say on uh, pprnradio.net, we have a chat going. Anything we're talking about, do you get you want to mention or anything we want to talk about? You know, drop us a line. Do it. There's yeah, a lot, there was a lot of different like want to talk abouts in that one sentence. Want to talk about it? I want to talk about. It. You want to talk about? It? Like an Alex Cobb reunion could make sense for Tampa Bay in a one-year deal. Yeah, but it's just like I don't think they would spend the money because you know they traded Odorizzi for a low-level prospect. Like why would you to Minnesota? So it's just like you lost two top prospects. I know you don't plan for that. But if you know your rotation's thin after, you know, those two and Archer, why trade them? I don't think the Players Association is going to really let this slide. I think somebody's going to say something. I just can't see this being something that's accepted in the MLB today with the number of young pitchers that get hurt every year. You look at Cindergaard. Sorry, Kendall. Zach Wheeler. Guys like Strasburg. Pretty much the whole Mets rotation. You just see young guys getting Tommy John all the time. Tommy John has become just a, it's almost like a rite of passage if yep. you're a pitcher. It's going to happen. And and it starts from when these guys start as kids. They yep. you start playing year-round pitching 3-4 times a week, you blow your arm out. It, it's going to be around forever. I think you just you just get rid of the arms. <laughs> start pitching uh-huh. softball style. Pitch back. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it how you want it. Hopefully it comes back the way you want it. <laughs> See, let's just let's just eliminate the pitcher altogether, and let's involve like a T-ball rule. But instead of just having it, you know, on the little pedestal for a player to hit, it we'll have it kind of like a like slightly adhesed so the ball doesn't fall off of it, mm-hmm. and it's built into the ground and it just raises up and down like fast. And <laughs> or, you just or, or you just, just got to swing a pitching machine out there, throw it on the mound, give it a jersey. No, that, get like a no, just get like a um. Isn't that Bartolo Cologne? Pretty much. more machine. <laughs> so you mentioned in your your toast of excellence, Ichiro's back to back to Seattle on a one year deal. 
Yeah. I like and it. We have a uh, we have thoughts of it being his farewell tour. But who knows? Never know with him. But are you glad he's in Seattle? If it is his final year? Yeah, it's where he all started. I just think it makes the most sense for him to end there. They're probably not going to do anything cuz they never do, but well, he won't start either. Nah, he's like the fourth or fifth option. But it's going to be a treat for the fans he's not when he gets in the home anymore. games. But, I mean, when they call his number, he's going to make contact. That's just how he does it. Or hit home runs. Yeah. We, we witnessed one live. Fan attendance, too. I mean, oh, if absolutely. I lived in Seattle, I'll buy a ticket to the game and, and, and chance to see Ichiro. The guy's, say... got a, the guy's got motorcycles and cars named after him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Between him and probably Hideki Matsui and, like, Daisuke, they brought over such an international fan base. You know, it would be incredible if when Ichiro's done this year, he goes back to Japan and plays more. Which we're we'll talking 10,000 total hits. <laughs> Ichiro's just sitting there like, we don't know it, but like he's just been like, yeah, okay. I'll, like He goes to Japan he's like, I'll do some pitching or whatever. Because it's like hidden gem of an arm pitches for 15 years. <laughs> Definitely a knuckleballer, I bet. <laughs> Playing in his late 60s. <laughs> nah, he's going to have the meanest palm ball. He wants to play in his 50s, but it's just like major league teams aren't going to keep signing him. I mean, Julio Franco stuck Here's around. Here's the thing. If, if he keeps getting hits, teams will sign him. If he keeps producing, they'll let him play. He's he not going to be an jerseys. everyday player. But if, if you have a reliable pinch hitter that you know, hey, you know, four out of ten times he's going to get you the hit you need. Does anybody know roughly what the league minimum is for MLB? I think it's, I think it's like Cracker Jacks. <laughs> 750K maybe? I think that's what it is. So, I mean, if, if Ichiro doesn't care about the money – that's right. He doesn't. He eats rice. That's like that's like six so, years of food for him. As long as he's producing, there will always be a team that wants him in there. Just imagine you have him to now. You can he can mentor the young guys. He doesn't have to play the outfield. He just, he could just be a pinch hitter. Contending teams would be fighting over him. And if D Gordon sucks in center, just put him in center. Mm. Think he still has that step to play center? No, but. You don't know what D. Gordon's going to do. It's the first time ever playing in the outfield. I trust him. He's a baseball player. Yeah, but he's versatile. He's fast. He'll be fine. See him making a lot of mistakes. I make a lot of I mistakes. Mean, center field mainly is going to be most of your errors anyway because those are the guys that have to cover the most ground and they have to dive all the time. You have the speed for it. He, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if As long he, as he doesn't overcommit. If he takes the right routes and stuff, I don't say, know. If he, we're he, talking about an MLB player though. He's he's probably trained insane amounts or done nothing, but who knows? Um, <laughs> One or the just other. Just <laughs> for to try to run the balls down, figuring out the routes. But, I mean, once he does that, he's fast enough to be a really good center fielder. And also, Safeco Field is pretty big, so it's a lot more ground than you know he would have to do. And he's a lot quicker than a lot of the guys in the league. No, I agree. It could good, work. good. <laughs> so. I'm talking about, uh, you know, we, we love to do our way too early stuff and all that. Now, we're not going to get into that just yet, but... Reds and six. That's <laughs> <laughs> jerseys in the game. <laughs> what team that didn't make the playoffs last year has the best chance to this year? Mark Sheen? Uh, Seattle. Seattle? Why? <laughs> Sol- <laughs> Sol- Souls is like... He said Seattle, I could see the foam just coming out of <laughs> Kyle's mouth. He's just like, I am ready to just go ape well, shit. Well, no, because to me, I don't think Seattle has a horrible roster. They just never can, like, get it together. I can see him making the playoffs. They need Felix to be back to Felix form in order for them to make the playoffs. Right now, they're pitching very weak. Their lineup's not looking bad, though. 
Nah, but if not you get, all. it's kind of like you know, you're gonna you can score ten runs, but your pitcher's gonna give up eleven. Can't really do much more offensively. Yeah, and their bullpen's not very good either. Scott, there's always the bullpen though. There's always eight relievers that I've never heard of that come out of nowhere <laughs> for each team. So I mean, that's kind of who knows. Hopefully, they get a good prospect or two up. And I can't even think of the closer in Seattle right now. Each row. <laughs> it's uh, John Axford. John Axford's oh around. <laughs> no, he's not there. He actually just signed a minor league contract. Can't remember where. I loved. It. Go look up a picture of John Axford. One of the best mustaches oh. you'll ever see. It was a pleasure having him on the Pirates for about <laughs> half a season. Long-time brewer, right? He, he, most of his career with, with mm. Milwaukee? The good part of his career. The good part of his career. There's a lot of, a lot of gray area in there. He went, to the, he went to the A's, sucked, you know. You know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oakland does, you know. Kyle, who's making the playoffs? I think the Angels do. Uh, I just think if Mike Trout stays healthy, if... Big if. Hey, yeah. it is. It is. Harper over Trout. <laughs> Excuse me? Give it a few years. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> they brought in Ian Kinsler, you know, who can solidify their leadoff spot, which they had, which they were terrible at last year. And I think the leadoff hitter in second baseman batted like 220 for them last year. You know, Pujols is going to DH. I don't know how Otani's bat's going to be, so that's a big if. Heard a lot of people saying it's not good here. Yeah, he's, he's just got to get used where, to it. Where is he going to play? DH. He's going to play the field. No, he's not going to pitch. Is the DH. I think he'll play first. He's not. If, if he, no. Yeah. I don't think Pujols can play first. He's anymore. DH. <laughs> okay, he'll play first sometimes this year. All right. Oh, so I'm sure he'll get in there. But the Mar- the Mariners, <laughs> Mariners, Angels, Jamer, the Mets, Mets, the Amazons. <laughs> The Metropolitans. Metropolitans. Kendall, do you agree? Uh, I don't know if I agree. I just feel the the Mets are kind of. I'd like to do a segment on the Mets. <laughs> I'm just looking division wise. Well, we'll get to the Mets later. Don't worry. Right. I think St. Louis makes it. I feel they always find a way. It's just sometimes they have an off year, sometimes two. But then some pitching prospect comes out of nowhere. You know, puts together nine wins for him, and it's enough. Souls, you're looking at me like I no, got two I agree. <laughs> I agree. I despise everything about that. Well, being a Pirates fan, I, I understand. But you know, you've seen it. You've seen it first. Oh, yes. They could be in third, you know, in They could ruin in your August. dreams in a wild card game. <laughs> How about you, Paul? Well, before I say mine, we're also going to do our way too early uh, World Series prediction right after this. So I'm going to lead, I'm going to segue both of those together. So my answer to the team making the playoffs. None of them. I think it's going to be the exact same teams in the postseason this year. <laughs> That's it's gonna be, bold. It's going to be the exact same teams, and it's going to be the Dodgers beating the Yankees in four. Wow, you got them sweeping. Sweeping. You guys are getting swept. Now, I have the uh, the same World Series, but I have the Yankees winning in six. Souls? I'm going to say Houston and L.A. back up to back. Back up to back, okay. And Houston wins again in seven. They're going to back up to back champions, the back up to back World Series. Correct. Nice. Mundo. Why don't you take some Canadian back up to club? <laughs> J Mart? Yeah, Yankees over Nationals. Ooh. Ooh. And then they sign Harper next year. And the no, ultimate heel they, won't, turn. <laughs> they won't sign until he's over 30. I'm telling you, 
Mike Trout to the Yankees at the age of 37. Five years, 100 million. <laughs> I'm going to say it forever. Red Baron, Miriam. Cleveland makes it back again to beat the Mets again. That's <laughs> <laughs> losing again. In seven. All right. Uh, Rebecca, I'd like to hear your World Series prediction, but you can't pick the Yankees. Rangers I like versus Cardinals. Bruins. Rangers, Cardinals. Hey, good for her. At least she got an AL and an NL team. <laughs> I know that's, baseball. So, that's Rangers, a who's winning? Years ago, right? Tim Whitcomb's going to have one hell of a year. <laughs> who's winning? We're all baseball Rangers fans. fans. Uh, Rangers in... In 10. Five. <laughs> <laughs> a couple overtimes in there. I hope she wins. If she wins, we all there's going to be a video we retire. of... No, there's a video of us doing a Jaeger pint chug off all all of us have a pint and you can't stop till it's done or you can kick in the balls and you get me donuts and we get her donuts all right i'm just saying turn that mic off <laughs> anybody else really excited for tim Whitcomb to come back no no yes not particularly he would go 93 94 he's gonna come back and get hurt again we don't know that uh, we yeah, do because it already happened optimism here all right but it already happened I he wa- came back and got hurt was he, he trying was to come angel, back right? last year what what happened last year he didn't play okay he's not gonna do anything <laughs> this year well, you got a major well, league contract. Speaking of baseball, though, <sighs> we got a Lastings Millage had major league contract. for like two years. Well, speaking for baseball, we've got a real good treat hopefully coming to the Red Baron mirror soon. So, in the liquor store, right when you walk in, there's this wall, and they post Budweiser signs, and it's the stadiums for the local teams. And so, in the the fall time, they have the Giants, the Jets, and the Patriots stadiums, and then in the spring and summer, they've got Baseball, the Mets, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. So I need to get the Mets one for Kettle this year. I always try to get it for you know for us like the you know Giants or whatever just to have them, but they always get thrown away when I'm not working. So this year I've made a huge point about getting the Mets one because it's got City Field and it's got the players running out you know to start warming up, and then on the jumbotron just a humongous fucking image of Bartolo Colon. <laughs> <laughs> I want oh it so God. bad, and it just says Budweiser, King of Beers, right in center field. I'd bring that with Is me Johan everywhere. Is Johan Santana on crutches anywhere? I don't know. I'll have to look. I didn't, I, I didn't no. take a good piece. He's going to be the next pitcher to come back to be a closer. <laughs> I don't know, Bartolo is also in Texas, so he could have a big year if they make it. Hey, the, the Winsicum-Cologne connection. <laughs> what would you do if Bartolo Colon was the starting pitcher in one of the World Series games for the Rangers and threw a nine-inning, like, complete game? Just imagine how but they, sweaty he would be. <laughs> and they won 10-8. to eight. Did he at least hit a home run? He hit a home run, but he also didn't give up a single hit in an eight-running, in an eight-inning, eight <laughs> like eight-run scoring affair. That was a lot of dick. walks and errors. Uh, <laughs> mess Bad fielding. <laughs> be a long game. You know, Texas could be fun this year. Just for the people that are on their team. Yeah, not as dry as Arizona, though. No. Not as dry. <laughs> it's, it's much easier to play there. It's a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, we talked about, we were, you were t- wanted to talk about the Mets, so you're going to get your opportunity shortly. So, um, Souls was nice enough to uh, jot down a couple teams for uh, talk about expectations, but of course, we got to talk about our own teams. So, we'll kind of go like a little round robin-y type of thing. So, we'll start with our teams. Mark Sheen, what are the expectations for the Mets, or the Mets, the Yankees? The expectations for the Yankees this year are through the roof. Because you think last year they weren't supposed to do anything, made the playoffs. They were a game away from the World Series. They brought in Stanton. They're, they're, 
anything short of them going to the World Series is going to be a disappointing season. You sound like you're right for the website. <laughs> really, I mean, last year everyone figured, all right, they might make a wild card team, maybe, and they were a wild card team, but no one expected them to make the playoffs, and they they lost in Game Seven of the uh, championship series. Um, that's, that's what I said. It was the quickest rebuild I've ever yeah. seen in my life. The expectation is through the roof. Yeah, well, year. I mean, when you have you know two point eight billion dollars yeah. to spend on players, <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. Else. Anything short of World Series is going to be a disappointment this year. Right. I think I think this is going to be the most intriguing of the of the five. What are the Pirates' expectations? The Pirates are going to be a huge question mark. Uh, there's pretty much nothing going on with the front office. Everything's bad. You got players. Basically, here's what the front office said: We want to build a team to compete. I don't like hearing that, especially as a fan. The players have mentioned they don't like hearing it. That's why Garrett Cole's gone. You want to hear? We want to go out there and we want to win games. Like what? Yeah. What are we doing right yeah, now? Playing to compete means like it, it, essentially like I mean like I know the MLB is a little different in terms of draft and all that stuff, but like it's like if you were an NFL team, it's like we want to go out there and we want to be a team that's going to finish around eight and eight. So we don't want a good draft pick, but we also that's, don't want to make the playoffs. That's spot on, because I mean we've been in the playoffs a few years ago. We had a team, a roster that was pretty pretty good, and yeah, we get rid of McCutcheon, we get rid of Cole. So you're thinking, okay, rebuild, and then we go and get. You know Corey Dickerson, and we don't really rebuild fully. It's I want to know what the hell's going on with the ownership. See, they it doesn't look like they committed to it. They wanted no. to rebuild and then kind of pump the brakes and said, "Wait, wait, wait, let's not do this." I just feel like they got <laughs> younger in different areas. They they have a decent core to build around. I'm not sure why they wasted the last five <clears throat> years. We were always that one pitcher away, one hitter away from being alleged closed. Um, I'm actually glad McCutcheon got out. It sucks, but... Where did he end up going? I don't remember. Uh, San Francisco. So, I mean, it's a good fit for him. And Garrett Cole's on a, you know, the Astros. So, I mean... I like the Garrett Cole trades. No, yeah, we got... But that's what I mean. Why not commit to the rebuild? We've done it before. Let's do it right. Because you have a lot of young guys that are still there. Like, Marte's still young. Polanco's still young. So, build around them. Well, that's what they're trying to do. That's why they brought (laughs) in... We need you to talk to the microphone. Shut your mouth. Well, because they brought in Kyle Moran, who's a third baseman, which they need because Quo is probably in he's, he's not ready. We literally gave you a microphone that can pivot in every direction, and you're still finding <laughs> you a way still to still get around it. Whatever. I, I kind of like the moves that they made. I like the yeah, but, they got back. but my issue with it is you're not committing to the re- – if you're going to rebuild, Starling Marte's not there. It'd be a good de- this would be a good debate. I'd like to see the two of them, Kendall and Jeff, talk about what's more heartbreaking, losing the World Series at home – or the back-to-back wild card game losses. Be a good. Uh, I'll be fair. The the uh, Pirates played some pretty good pitchers, though. Bumgarner was on his game. No, I know, but I mean, it's still heartbreaking. Pirates, it doesn't matter. The Pirates and Mets have very similar like past ten year backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd still give it to losing at home. That's that. I saw the yeah, reaction was, on your end. Well, you <laughs> see, you were lucky though, because the Red Baron was lucky because bad things. They always say bad things happen in threes. The Red Baron had all three of his happen within like an hour. <laughs> that, was, that was the day we went to the Steelers game in Pittsburgh. They lost on pretty much like a walk-off touchdown almost by A.J. Green. Then that proceeded to cause him to lose in fantasy football for the week. And then we went back to the hotel room and we watched the Mets lose the World Series. Let's not forget about Le'Veon Bell getting hurt for the year that game. That didn't matter, Kyle. That's just an added insult. That was like one more <laughs> kick in the nads. The, the, the Bell injury wouldn't have been a bad thing if you guys had won, but you lost. 
And there's just... a bad thing down the road. Nah. The well, when he's Jones playing for the back. Browns, it's not going to matter, Kyle. I'm probably going to punch you in the face. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, Mets, what are the expectations? Uh, as, as a fan, very high. But the Mets have made it very clear that they're – How many playing... home runs are the Mets going to hit this year? <laughs> a lot. You know, granted, How many strikeouts are there going to be this year? A lot. <laughs> so the, the Mets have made it clear that, hey, we're going to try to hit home runs, and that's how we're going to score our runs uh, with Gonzalez and Jay Bruce and uh, Cespedes. Uh, the biggest problem hey, don't every about year, Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier uh, is injury. No one can stay healthy. And who do you blame? The trainers? The, the, the players not stretching. What do you do? So, when, no, when, you, I, when I get to talk hot to dogs. when I get to talk to the Chicago Bears front office about injuries, I'll let you know what they well, think yeah, the they, problem they, is. Yeah, they have to be the same people, I'm sure. Well, wasn't that happening? They were talking about the Mets trainers last year, saying like they don't know what's happening. Like all I'm, their pitchers are getting hurt. Yeah, they're witch doctors. That's <laughs> why. All right, I'm gonna shake this stick over your leg three times, and then I'm gonna punch you in the balls. If you're not better. Then it's like God's plan. After the after the game, like yeah, go take a garlic bath for a few minutes. You'll <laughs> be fine. Oh, what happened to you? Like, oh, I think I, I tore my ACL, my meniscus, my MCL, and my hamstring. Here's two aspirin. Call me in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Ice it. Did you worship the bat before the game? <laughs> <laughs> it just if the pitching could stay healthy, if the players, the, the the fielders could stay healthy, the Mets will be a second place NL team. I think the Nationals are still the team to beat there. They won't win anything. But they're they're, they're going to win the division. But I'm hoping I'm hoping we can have just a year of healthy Mets. And I think there's a lot of exciting things to come. Sorry, I'm long winded. Phillies expectations: seventy five to eighty wins. Okay. We don't. <laughs> 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 That's why I love Souls. Just straight to the point. <laughs> we don't. We have a I so think like a slightly sub five hundred season. Yeah, I think we have a better offense. More people are willing to take walks now, which is a big deal to get on base. Our pitching still sucks really bad. We have Aaron Nola and then a bunch of fives. So that's going to – they're just not going to – But at least you have a five-man rotation. <laughs> so you got your one up on the race. <laughs> and our bullpen's average. I just feel we're going to have to score a lot of runs, and I don't think that's going to happen all the time. So it, so 50-60. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. 75-80. All right. That's fair. That's fair. White Sox. Um, the whole season is going to be based off in-team scouting. What players are worth re-signing and what players are worth calling up. They just had two major injuries to huge prospects. Uh, one for the season and one for, I think it was... Ten weeks. Ten weeks, yep. Uh, torn Achilles and a thumb issue. So, it, not that that was going to make or break our season. It's not like we were going to you know, be the division winners because of those guys. Like there's still a lot to go. I think it's in game, in team scouting this season. I, I don't think there's any expectations as to wins. I don't, you know, I, I think it's the same result whether we with Ted Games or ninety games. I really don't think it's going to matter to the, the organization. I think it's about figuring out what prospects need to come up and are going to make a difference. Which players on the team, the veterans, are going to make a big deal moving forward, and off season uh, issues that need to be addressed through free agency and the draft and all that stuff. I think they're really excited about Kopich. Coming up, I mean, he's starting in the minors, but the guy's throwing through pretty well, and he's you know he's showing that he's not just you know a heater kind of guy. He's got a lot of stuff to to give the team. Um, I think they're excited about the youth, but I think it's a right now is about a who we're going to keep for the future and who's expendable. And they brought in Wellington Castillo, which surprised pretty much all of us. <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> I called it two thousand four. Look it up. <laughs> look at my look at my Twitter feed. It said, at, "It said at the real 
W. Castillo. You're going to join the White Sox 2018. <laughs> I actually think I retweeted that. He did. Because right after that, he retweeted some Johnny Cash lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's Twitter handle was at the real first guy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, no, no, that was my second handle. The first handle was at Twitter sucks. <laughs> That's right. You, you canceled your first one before. <laughs> um, all right, so then we did our teams. We'll do a quick one around the horn about contender teams. So, Souls, what are the Astros' expectations? I think it's just like the Yankees. If they don't make it to the World Series, it's kind of a bust season. They're very strong across the board. They added Garrett Cole to make the rotation a little more depth with Verlander and Keuchel. They, um, their bullpen, they didn't really add much, which is a big deal because their bullpen struggled hard in the World Series. But I feel like their offense has what it takes to get them back there. So yeah, I like that answer because now, now we're, we're, we've already set up pretty much heartbreak season for one team. We've got two AL teams and it's... If they well, don't the, make it, it's, it's a bust. The other thing with the Astros, a lot of their guys are set to hit free agency. I think it's after this season, right? I don't think it's after this season, but it's very soon. I know it's coming because, like, Altuve. They're in win now. Carrera. For sure. Keiko, they're all coming up. I think Keiko's win again now. Yeah. I think Altuve, too. And they're both Scott Boris <laughs> clients, so okay. get ready to. They won't be signed until late March. Oh, no. Altuve will get scooped up. Teams will give him whatever he wants. White sucks. <laughs> uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. Right uh, not going to go as deep into the, I think they'll be a playoff team, but they won't go nearly as deep as they did. I think they're going to be a one and done this year. I think it's kind of like a, hey, you know, we did really well. and They're old. They're old, like you said. And Kershaw, is just is, he's doomed. I don't know why. He's got like that Peyton Manning thing going on for him. Just can't win. In well, last year he pitched really well in the postseason. Yeah, he was, I, yeah. I know, but I mean. Just, you Darvish. Yeah. That, now he's in uh, Chicago. Hanging yeah, out. That's fine. Keep him there. Machine? Twins. Twins, I, I think, um, you know, they'll be a playoff team again. I don't think their expectation is going to be, at least not yet, a deep playoff run, but I think they'll be in the postseason. They're heading they the may right take direction. the division. They added um, some pretty good pieces. But they'll definitely be a contending team. Jamer, Red Sox. That's a uh, <laughs> – if it's it all comes down to their pitching. They On paper, they have a great rotation. They're going to have to compete with the Yankees and the Astros. It's going to be tough. They have a lot of young pieces. It's going to come down to pitching and J.D. Martinez. Can he be the answer for them? Personally, I don't. I don't really know. It, it's I mean, tough. They they were missing that power bat so much yeah, last year when they lost Ortiz. I mean that that was a big blow. They I didn't mean, really it, fill that gap. If Martinez was there last year with his what was it forty five, forty nine home runs, oh, whatever yeah. it was, the Red Sox were probably in the World Series. Yeah. You know they they were good. They just didn't have that spark offensively, and it showed with like Betts and um, even like Ben Attendi. They they yeah. they weren't able to produce <clears throat> as much. I think the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry will start back up soon. I hope so, at least. It should. I you mean, got two youngish teams. That are both good. Yeah. And they said that the baseball is at, their, is at the best when the Yankees are hated. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the the Yankees will always be that team because they, they spend money like no other team does. There, there's no denying that. When the Yankees decide, you know what, we're going to sign everybody. Luxury tax doesn't matter. Which, that's why it's kind of stupid, really. I mean, they if you want teams to be underneath that number, penalize them harder. Teams like the Yankees will just write the check to get it out of there. Yeah. But, I mean, when uh, a lot of people hate the Yankees. 
And Paul, what about the Washington Nationals? Make it to the NLCS. Expectations. Make it to the NLCS. Don't got to make it to the World Series. Just but get out of the first round. Just prove that you can you can do something in the playoffs. It, it's it's a dooming reality for any team that plays in Washington D.C. and it, it's terrible. I mean, you know, right now it, it's the Capitals and the Nationals, but I mean the Wizards really aren't too far off of that. The Wizards have never really been able to make a splash. Oh, in they the always NBA get playoffs. knocked out right, right away too. The the Capitals are always the powerhouse team that make the NHL playoffs, and they always always get swept under the rug first or second round. I mean, last year they went seven games with the Maple Leafs and a team that had almost no business being in the playoffs in the beginning of the season. They come in and they play the number one powerhouse team and they take them in seven games, take them to seven games, and the Nationals are the same way. They just can't can't get it done in the first round. They always get the wild card buy out of the way, and then they just well, they have shit the, the bed. They have the talent to do it. Well, they do, but they just they just won't, so... The expectations for them make it to the NLCS. I, I'm a, I'm a believer, much like I am for the Capitals. I think if the, if the Nationals can make it to the NLCS, I think that their chances of winning the World Series skyrocket through the roof before they even play any games in the NLCS. I think if they can get through that first round and gain some momentum. I think it makes a big difference because chances are they're going to have home field advantage. They're always near the, They're always in the top two teams in the NL. And then they just shit the bed when the playoffs come. There's no reason they shouldn't win that division. Plus, just imagine the amount of money, the amount of fucking dough that Harper is going to be able to demand if they win the World Series. And Scherzer. Yeah. Fuck him. He's also free agent next year. Yeah, but fuck him. He's going to the Phillies. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Always maybe. Hey. They need you can file. Yeah, who file, knows? They're, they're fo- make so sure you follow Kyle like, on his newest uh, Twitter handle at uh, Sports Free Agents. Um, he'll just talk about why every free agent will be going to one of his teams. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's kind of true. Logan Morrison wasn't going to Philadelphia. Oh my god! Could you see him there? No. You know, we, I was waiting for him to say. Oh, we're kinda. a prestigious <laughs> sports show. We shouldn't be talking about Lomo. He's going to tweet at us now. He's in, he's in Minnesota. Twitter beef. It's a legendary Twitter. <laughs> Twitter beef. We're still waiting on Machine to get one of those going. Yeah, we've been trying. All right, let's trying start tweet storm and Logan Morrison. He will <laughs> respond. I <laughs> guarantee it. He's going so for good Kevin Nash. <laughs> no, he I might not <laughs> respond. I want a three-way Twitter beef between Zdeno Chara, Jimmy Fallon, and the Red Baron. Here, start the beef, then like back my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> the second he comes at us, I'm gonna say, "Oh, I'm just kidding. You're awesome, dude." <laughs> Got all your stuff. <laughs> I, I to totally Jimmy Fallon, right? To Jimmy Fallon, yeah. I got all your bobbleheads. I got a, I got a mug I bought online. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, so pretty much more or less wraps up the MLB. I mean, it's we still have some time, and it's a long season. Yeah. But um, this is this is more of a fun question. I was just curious. I was thinking about this the other day. So let's just you know pick any team you want in the MLB. It doesn't matter. Um, except for the White Sox, because they have amazing concessions. I mean, I haven't been to all the ballparks, but their concessions are fantastic. Do you think an MLB team, the stadium itself, would be successful if they canned all this, the concessions in the stadium and replaced them with fast food chains? Do you think concessions would be better or worse? Better. And well, Do you mean just like for sales or like for people like stuff they want to eat? Because if it was just fast food chains, people are just like, oh, all right, I'll just get, I'll just get McNuggets and, and deal with it. Well, but, so let's let's get a happy meal we'll, for we'll the kids. Be a damn we'll set up, we'll set up a little it. bit of, a little bit of the parameter for it. So it's going to be the fast food chains with no regular concessions. So it'll be beer, you know, like beer vendors, but you know, no more like 
no hot dogs because there's no real fast food place that right. sells a, a hot dog, at least not worth getting. Then don't bring that to baseball. That, I, Keep that out of yep. baseball. Get well, that the hell out well, of here. I, I understand, but I'm saying in terms of well, – we're talking in terms of sales. Do you think it would be successful? No. And there obviously will be a slight markup on, on the items because it's, it's a stadium. So let's say, you know, instead of a $5, 20-piece McNuggets, we'll say it's seven fifty. It's like how it is when you go to a rest stop on the highway. There's no the, – the, the deals they advertise are not, not at the rest stop. Those don't exist. Let me tell you, in Florida, because there's truck stops everywhere – in Florida, if you hit a McDonald's at a truck stop, there aren't. There's no dollar menu, no one, two, three yeah. menu, no. Let oh, me yeah. get a McPick two. None of that bullshit. You're, pay, you're it's, paying what we charge. You get, it's, it's items. It's meals one through six, and that's pretty much it. You better be ready to eat a Big Mac or some form of a quarter pounder <laughs> with cheese, and that's it. <laughs> if you want chicken, there's some down the street. Go kill one and eat it. And then there's the truck stops that have the places in Florida that just they have a buffet. It's like. Okay, um, you go down the line, I'll take onion rings, no french fries, no tater tots, um, I'll take some chicken tenders, you can keep the brisket, I'll take some tripe, um, I'll take a little bit of that mushroom marsala shrimp, um, yeah, I'll try some frog's legs, and we'll skip the beef liver. Tripe. <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking in my head here, the only way I think people would be okay, because like, uh, there's stuff you can get at games that you don't, not that you can't get it anywhere else, but there's like staples, especially in baseball. Oh, Why yeah. would you buy office supplies? Or... Well, hold on. So, <laughs> the only way I could see it Some working... Some jokes are just worth it. <laughs> the only way I could see it working is if they say, okay, we'll bring in, like, McDonald's and, say, Domino's. So you have different options. If it no. ends up lowering ticket prices, because now you have a huge corporate sponsor, if it lowers ticket prices, people may not be Well, then we're upset. talking the wrong sport for the concessions, because I don't think baseball ticket prices need to really go down that much. No, they're like 40 bucks a ticket. Well, for bad teams like the Phillies. <laughs> for all teams. I don't know what you guys are talking about. When I went to Chicago for the week, I bought I bought a week's worth of White Sox tickets for $12 a ticket. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't get that luxury as a Yankees fan. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking, that's because your team's a bunch of prima donnas. Like we went to Pittsburgh last year. Each ticket was like 40 bucks a ticket. Yeah, because they're not good either. Yeah, I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, and we sat real close. We almost caught a bat. I scooped up some we dirt caught for a Jeff. buzz, though, am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. We drink so <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> Uh, the story, basically, the story is pretty quick. They have this beer called Icy Light. Um, it's gross. It's not. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It, it's it's one of those beers. Out of a can, it, it's like Bud Light bad. But on draft, it was so if much better. It, I mean, if you I've it, never had a beer that on draft, it it's like going for like Bud Light out of a can, and then you're drinking like almost like a craft lager, which is like it's not an craft lager is not impressive. It's just a, a okay quality lager that's overpriced. But that's what it was. It was. It went from Bud Light to that. It's the Rolling Rock of the Eastern Midwest. <laughs> but it was so good, and it just fit perfectly on that so field. It, it they come in pirate logo cups. So our, our plan was to get Jamar a, a set of beer pong cups. I told this story yesterday to somebody. We tried to get him a set of beer pong cups, and so well, we didn't try. Now, as you could we imagine, did. probably from Souls's you know experiences on the show, if you've seen him on the the live feed last week, not a good drinker. Um, <laughs> Thumbs so, up by soul. <laughs> yep. So it was the it was the Red Baron, you know, Jamar and I carrying the weight and we were getting we were averaging at least a beer an inning. And it got to the point where the concessionist was asking us, like, these aren't all for you guys, right? No, no, we're getting them for the friends in the row and we're drinking them all. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> and it was so bad because we were it was like 
Oh, it had to been like 85 degrees, 90 degrees out. It was hot. Yeah. It was <laughs> hot. Direct sunlight. No wind in the direct sunlight. No shade. Just slammed <laughs> off our asses. Just because we had all gotten like a 25 ounce can beforehand, and then we drank in the hotel before we left. Yeah, we got an IPA before we. Yeah, we. All uh, the... It was. It and was, we all went to bed at five o'clock. With sunburn everywhere. <laughs> I woke up and my face felt like I was sitting in a sauna. You guys did some EMT work that day too. You remember that? Oh my god, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you and I we were gonna go get beers and this woman collapsed. Oh yeah, in the yeah, line. yeah. The woman <laughs> out is the lady in the row behind us. The best yeah. part was is I kneeled down to try to see if I can help, and I'm sitting there, Kendall with two full beers in his hand, but the the full beers are inside of, like, the 30 empty cups we already had. <laughs> and Kendall's sitting there like, hold her head up. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, I got this. <laughs> I'm going to pour this beer in her mouth. <laughs> She's thirsty. She's thirsty. <laughs> um, we're going to take a break real quick, but uh, before that, um, make sure you follow us on all social media. We're going to do it twice today because we missed it last week. Yeah. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Second hour is going to be on Facebook Live. So head over to that. Either on PPRN or ours, we're going to try to work that out. Machine will share the link. Uh, We're all going to share the link. I'm going to force Jeff to share something. All right. I'll share something with you. (laughs) Uh, Find us on Twitter at GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's helping an incapacitated woman at a Pirates game or fucking souls in the ass. And get us on Podbean and iTunes. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Assholes everywhere. Same um, people. Same people. Machine washable. Um, so, we hope you enjoyed the MLB talk, um, but we're going to have a little bit more fun now. Not that the MLB talk isn't fun. I know Souls was dripping at the labia for it. But um, we're here to talk fun things now. Go to Facebook Live. Yeah, we're Facebook live. Live. We're live on Facebook Live. Um, I think the machine share the... I shared it. Shared it. So right. everyone else go and share it. We'll all Kyle share it right now. Jeff. We'll all share PPRNs it. right now. We'll all share I, I texted it. Peter. He's gonna show me how to to, to change it. Yeah, <laughs> Peter, said, Peter just told us that we're racist for not having any Portuguese people on. Listen, hey, <laughs> I am one thousandth negative percent Portuguese. Um, but yeah, so uh, we did this uh, this fun topic. I thought of the other day, It'd just be interesting with the, you know the NBA season, not not wrapping up, but getting ready to wrap up. Playoff pictures coming a little bit more into so- sorts and all that stuff. So we're going to do a starting five around the horn, and we'll discuss them, we'll debate them, whatever the case might be. Um, there's no draft thing just because it would take too long. But So I want to know what everybody's starting five is. The parameters were two superstars, two role-player type players, and one average guy. A guy that's just, you know, he can start, but it's just, you know, somebody that's not relied upon on the team. Um, when a player says, the, says his team... We'll do a group vote. I know Machin and, and the Red Baron aren't as apt into basketball as the rest of us are, but... <laughs> Says you. <laughs> but we'll, we'll do a vote. There's there's four of us voting. If It's got to be majority, so three to one. If we vote that someone is or isn't a superstar, whatever the case, you know, if we, if we disagree with something, it's got to be a three to one vote, and then you'll change it on the fly type of thing. So my real question to start this all off is who wants to go first? Jeff. All right. Well, so Kyle's going to go first. All right. So, Kendall, you can go ahead and go first right now. I can now. go first. Hey, Mark, why don't you put your microphone on the other side so you can so you see your beautiful face. Look at that. Wow, you're so fat. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't nice. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. At point guard, Langston Galloway. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what's wrong with Langston Galloway. A I, lot. I tend to like him very much. Uh, my power forward is Anthony Davis. My center is Stephen Adams. My shooting guard is Otto Porter. And my and my super friend is LeBron James. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, oh, Lebron. Lebron, Lebron, Lebron James. James. Right. Best team. I mean, you guys don't even bother. Are you kidding? <laughs> Langston Galloway? Do you want to tell him about the shooting guard or, or do you want me Now, to... wait a minute. Wait a minute. I went on NBA.com and I checked these guys. So don't tell me that these guys are playing out of position. It's okay either way. All right. It's Otto it's Porter. And Langston Galloway. So back off. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle, your team? Mark, your team. Well, do, do, do we want to discuss Kendall's team first, or do we want to wait till the we end? We already discussed it. We discussed how great it was, as far as I remember. All right. Mark Sheen? All right. My team. Uh, Mark Sheen's a little bit position ignorant, yeah. so this might... Ignored it almost completely. I, I'm having a feeling this is going to go at the one, Anthony Davis. <laughs> Ignored it At the it two, almost. DeMarcus Cousins. No, no, no. <laughs> at the five, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I have Anthony Davis, James Harden. Drew Holiday, Kyle Korver, and Omar Asik. <laughs> Asik. Asik, whatever. Needed said, my who, guy. Who said it at the same time as me? I did. All right. They're both doing a shot of prime oh, stock. I thought we were toasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this stuff's, oh, man. <laughs> it's rough. And I drink Graves. Mountain medicine. Mountain medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, say one more time again. Sorry. Anthony Davis. Yep. James Harden, Drew Holiday, Kyle Korver, Omar Asik. So do you have Kyle Korver playing the four? Sure. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. They're gonna eat him alive. That's just the order How of the guys are listed. Four? Hmm? You said Davis and Asik, correct? Well, yeah. he had him four, that's why I said it. No, he, he was just, just number four on the list. He just so here's my argument with the team. And this is the argument I didn't think I was going to have to have today, is you actually, like, you pick two average guys, not two role players. (laughs) Sorry. Because, I don't know, you guys can disagree with me if you want, but I I consider Corver to be an average guy. He's a three-point shooter, and that's it. He's not a defensive player. He doesn't contribute anything outside of the arc. I mean, he can drive if he's open, but he's not going to create his own lane. He's he's there to to take the pressure off everybody else by jacking up threes. Uh, He's an average player. And Omar Ashik is... Anything, anything but average. He's I needed my guy. Below average. Boo. What was that for? Omar Sheik. Oh, I thought you were booing I me. Needed my guy. I mean, realistically, Ma could have just picked the Pelicans starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, he just made a couple trades. That's all. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> all right. Souls, you want to go next? Sure. All right. So in my my top five. Uh, nice. No, go ahead, Souls. <laughs> so I have ben Steph Curry, oh. JJ Redick, Harrison Barnes, Harrison Ford. Anthony Davis and Steven Adams. Harrison Ford was in Middletown the other day. <laughs> we were talking aided, about that. Aided the historical works diner. All right, so you got Steph Curry, JJ Redick, Harrison Barnes, yep. Anthony Davis, and Steven Adams. Okay, so who's your average guy? JJ Redick? Him or Barnes? Mm. Barnes? What? I think Barnes. He's only be, good on the Mavericks. I think He's I think Barnes is more of a role yeah. player. You don't have an average guy. I agree. I think I think JJ. I mean, I I don't disagree with the team in terms of like the parameters. I think JJ Redick is average. I think he's much like a Corver. 
I mean, See, he, was, I he was a little more playmaker yeah. based for the Clippers, but in terms of the Sixers, he's he's just the he's the perfect guy to miss a wide open three against the Heat. Can we not talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> it right now. You're right; he is average. <laughs> hey, the uh, Heat are on a fucking tear. Yeah, so are the Pelicans. Wade got hurt though. Go Pelicans! Sad. Jammer. All right, I have uh, James Harden, Marcus Smart, LeBron James, Ryan Anderson, and Stephen Adams. Steven Adams is the popular dude here. I like this. He's, he's the, the perfect speed. center because like centers are either terrible or the superstar. Steven Adams right in the middle. He's a captain. <laughs> All he I've runs noticed. The floor. All so are you playing? Are you, are you playing Harden at the one? Yep. He also has like great that. hair. Yeah, the guy's the guy's great. And fuck you for not thinking that someone. If somebody stopped watching NBA basketball, they could think that's Adam Morrison. I don't know. I don't think so. Kendall thought it was until we did that show. And all I'm, I'm noticing that you guys are just proving my team is the best. <laughs> Why? Because we haven't disputed yours? Well, I've heard Steven Adams two other times and James Harden. Because Link's <laughs> Lincoln Gallo was terrible. Who? Yeah. Uh, how dare you? He was great in the D-League. Great, great now. He was good for the Knicks for like seven games. Uh, all right. Nine. Paul, your team? All right. Mine's, mine's tough. I'm still still arguing with myself in my head about it. Jimmer Fredette. No, I wanted, <laughs> so, I wanted to do Kemba at the one, but uh, I don't know if he's a superstar or, or a role player. So or, like, do- role player slash star, but a superstar. I mean, Jimmer and I were having the debate with the rest of you guys during the break, and he he's putting up superstar numbers because the team he's on, but does that mean he's a superstar? I'm going to say he's a superstar because he made the All-Star game. In UConn history, he is. Well, yeah, <laughs> but in UConn history, Boone Rebecca was. Lobo is attractive. So it's like, <laughs> shout out Rebecca. Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? She's my neighbor. Yeah, she's, okay. she's tuned in right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be, oh. Kicks that door in. Hate mail flying in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, am I one? All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll can Kemba. So, am I one? I've got Smith. Patrick Beverly. Gross. Now Patrick Beverly. At my two, I have DeMar DeRozan. At the three, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, antler combo. Um, at the four, I have Laurie Markkinen. And at the five, I have um, Robin Lopez. It wasn't because the Bulls. I just I, I consider Laurie Markkinen to be a role player. He, he started off pretty well. And I don't know. Do you consider Patrick Beverly to be average? Yeah. Okay, then Steven Adams. Instead of Robin Lopez. <laughs> I, I wanted that guy that's, you know, I want that lockdown defender point guard type of guy to combat. Oh, you got him. To combat the, the other point guards. But I like DeMar DeRozan a lot and, and John. They're two guys that, like, everybody else can pass to them and they can do their own thing. Not a lot of shooting on that team, though. Take it from somebody who's watched the Bulls their entire life. Fuck the three ball. <laughs> Unless you have everybody that can make it, you die by that. You just die. That's where the Warriors are so good because everybody on that team that plays the four through the one can make the three. Real quick, shout out Tyler Mock just tuned into the Facebook Live video. Hey, bald head. <laughs> we'll have him on. We'll pour beer on his head. <laughs> just watch him run. You look like a like a bald funnel. Bald funnel. Like he just like tilts his head back, he pour it on his forehead, and you, you drink it off the back of his head. I can picture Kyle's chin pressed against the side of his head. <laughs> what? This took a what? turn for the worst. <laughs> what? Got a little off topic. And here. Tyler is now tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
So, I mean, let's see. Who's t- whose team is finishing, like, worse? Who's the worst five? Kendall's. Now, how can you say that? Langston Galloway. Yes. <laughs> that is So, Jamar, are you also saying Kendall's? Yes. All right. Uh, Mark Sheen? Kendall's. He, say, he doesn't even know who Langston Galloway is. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to say Kendall's. He was a Pelican. I'm not, I'm not going to say Kendall's. I think the worst team out of the five mentioned is the Red Barons. <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> well, actually, if it'd be more appropriate. I'll take it. Take it Take it to the chat. You know, vote for Red Baron, best team. It's yeah, let us obvious, know what you guys think. Completely obvious that I'm the one that's right. I mean, so, right. Let's talk, so, I want to talk about my team. Real quick, just talking about you guys are talking about my team because I'm the only one who who didn't pick the more like popular stars: the James Harden, Steph Curry's, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. I mean, I don't Brow. think anybody, nobody picked Kevin Durant. I don't think, but I came close like, to. Those are probably like the five biggest superstars type of thing. So I'm curious as to what you guys think think about my team with, with Jonas and Demar Derozan. Definitely stars. Yeah, very athletic. Yeah, very very fast team. Yeah, very fast team. When you had Robin Lopez in there, wasn't very good. Well, because I, I didn't sure, I wasn't sure what you guys considered Patrick Beverly. I considered him an average guy because I think he's just pretty much defensive minded. He's one dimensional, okay passer, but not a scorer. He can shoot sometimes, right? And that's why that's why I liked Patrick Beverly on the team because Demar Derozan is so lethal from the mid range, and he can drive. And Jonas is just good from anywhere inside the arc. That it might it'll draw the attention. Beverly might be able to get open corner threes from time to time, things like that. And my team has potential. 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 Think it's better than your team. Souls. No. Kyle <laughs> thinks his team's gonna win like eighty games. No. <laughs> Seventy four. <laughs> Jim, what do you think about the team? See, I would have opted Harden over DeRozan. See. I- I agree with that, but I just, I don't know. Like, for me, I didn't want to pick Harden because I just, I feel like Harden works so well in Houston because he's the only star. Yeah, but he, like, he works with Beverly. They've played together, and well, no, he no, ups I, your playmaking I and three-point shooting. I just didn't think that Harden and Giannis would be, they're both, like, ball-in-their-hands kind of guy, whereas, like, I feel like DeRozan and Giannis would be willing to pass up on the opportunity for the other one because they're very similar in their scoring, just Giannis's. DeRozan has a better shot than DeRozan, uh, than Jonas outside. Not not fantastic, but it's better. And then Jonas can do the post up type of thing, which in turn could open up Markkinen because Markkinen's pretty deadly from anywhere beyond the perimeter. I don't know, but Harden's gonna dish more. No, I, I understand that. You know, like he's gonna he's gonna find them more than DeRozan would. DeRozan's almost like mellow in a sense, where he's very isolation. Team's very fast though. Yeah, my team's gonna outrun you for forty eight minutes. Yeah, Giannis is. Oh yeah, doesn't get tired. Neither does DeRozan. Well, he takes four steps and he's halfway down the well, fully down the court. True. His euro step is DeRozan's like, his euro step's a mile. <laughs> I I don't know. I like my team. Fuck off, guys. All right. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that my four could be all of your five. You guys want to discount my <laughs> seven? Fine. He's my cheerleader. But my four will beat your five any day of the week. <laughs> Think about it. But some of your guys were the same as some of our guys, so how would that work? Uh, holograms. <laughs> but I don't know. That standard, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much willing to bet. Like, I'll just put DeRozan and Jonas on LeBron, and then everybody else can guard one-on-one. And I'm pretty sure they'll... Just leave Galloway open. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your first mistake right there. Think about it. He'll go 6 for 19 on the day. And the you know, I don't know if he's ever taken 19 shots in a game. With my ever. team, he will. 
the Wallingford Wallingfords. <laughs> Coming they're, to a They're going to let you. him shoot 19 times. <laughs> All right, so who do you think's the best team? Real quick around. Who, I mean, you can't vote for yourself. Because well, the, that's BS. Yeah, so <laughs> who do you think's the best team? Go around. Jeff. Okay. I also say J-Mart. You better hope that Kendall or I vote for you so you win. Mock. Nice. He did that because he thinks that Kendall and I are going to vote for Souls. <laughs> you think Omir Sheik is the answer? I think he's a rebounding center that doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> well, since I can't vote for mine, which is stupid. Uh... <laughs> 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 it really gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> I, I, like, I like your team, Paul. I'm going to give it to Jeff. Ah. Oh. I know. You, can't, you should have voted for Mock. I know. But that way, I could vote for Souls. We have a two-way tie, and then we have to watch Mock and Jeff kick each other in the balls till one passes out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just so say your team. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was on the table. Well, I think Rebecca I seems. My... I think Rebecca seems the best. She she texted me her team. She's in the middle of something right now, but her team was I think was very good. It was uh, Derek Rose at the one. <laughs> at the two was Jimmy Butler. At the three was Anthony Wiggins. At the four was uh, um, Gordy Dang. And at the five was Carl Anthony Towns. By the way, it's Andrew Wiggins. Oh, it's Anthony. Yeah. Okay. You could take one too, Kyle. Yeah, you're so quick to hand him out. Being such a dick about Stop. that. Stop. You, you literally <laughs> pulled it towards Yeah, but him. I didn't be like, and you can take a shot because it's. And you only didn't vote for me because you hate me. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is going to a different level. You have J.J. Redick. Okay. He just proved he can't hit the three in crunch time. That's not true. He missed one time. All right. Uh, I'm just being so real quick, this, I one, hate you. this one won't have as much discussion because <laughs> we'll have a lot of the same players, but any starting five, who do you have? Okay. Who's your starting five? Red Baron. Oh, man, I wish I kept my... This was your original team. My, my original <laughs> team. Well, I had Mike John... Galloway. Oh. I, had, I had John Wall. Real quick, uh, Rebecca wanted to substitute uh, Derek Rose for Emeka Okafor at the one. Nice. So she wins. End of story. She wins. The guy has, like, two masters. <laughs> Go Pelicans. I starting for the Pelicans. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had John Wall. I had James Harden. I had LeBron. I had Anthony Davis, and I had um, uh, DeAndre Jordan. That was my original five before they told me that we couldn't be superstars. Superstars. All right. So for mine, wow. I've got. I've got. Also, a, that team is winning as well. I'm sorry to interrupt, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got uh, Damian Lillard at the one, uh, Demar Derozan at the two, Kevin Durant at the three. LeBron at the four, and DeMarcus Cousins at the five. Jeff. Souls. Mock. I have. Oh. <laughs> I have Anthony Davis. At Giannis. the one? Can you just do it by the one? I don't know what that is. Who's Point the guard. shortest guy you're going to pick? Just make it up. That's I what know. I do. They're all tall. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, you expect me to know that? Okay, so tell Anthony, you what, Anthony I'm going to D- list my five guys, and you tell me one through five. All right, five. go ahead. Anthony Davis. Four. four. Giannis. Three. LeBron. Five. One. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll, we'll do this after that, I guess. Go ahead. Steph Curry. Okay. And Kevin Durant. So Steph at the one. This is, what, this is how I would do it. Steph at the one. Kevin Durant at the two. Giannis at the three. LeBron at the four. Anthony Davis at the five. Yeah. It'd work. Real the quick. team is so long. If they do wingspan to wingspan, that's a full fucking court. court. That's a whole court. Real quick. And you've explained it to me a million times. But I'm sure there's a few people out there that don't know what the numbers mean. Can you explain to the listeners what the numbers oh, are? Yeah, so in terms of, you know, if, if you didn't play organized basketball outside of, like, you know, a, a sunlit court or park and rec, you know. So basically, if you weren't good enough to play in a church league or in high school, um, 
the one is the point guard, the two is the shooting guard, three is the small forward, four is the power forward, and five is the center. I'll commit that to memory because I have forgotten already. <laughs> and, the, and the way the current NBA is ter- turning out to work, the the one is your, your your shortest-ish guy that can, you know, pass and shoot the three. Your two is a guy who's capable of shooting, driving, creating his own shot, kind of all-encompass guy. The three is a is a pretty much all around utility guy, defensive, offensive minded, can kind of do it all for the most part. Your four is for some reason taller than your five, um, but can shoot the three. And then your five is just you know he he's either just the most unstoppable force in all of sports or he sucks ass. Pretty much just broke it down I think in terms of every NBA team, yeah. minus Stephen Adams, just in that middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle, your team, Russell Westbrook at the one. Okay. Harden at the laps. two. Okay. Durant at the three. All right, so the Thunder. <laughs> James at the four and Beat at the five. All right, so your wet dream of a Phillies team or Sixers yeah, team. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, good old Canadian. A. <laughs> I should go over to you now, Mark. Why? That's what Canadians Uh-oh. do. <laughs> For the A joke. Come on, that was good. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you do it, um... Jim, do you have your team ready? Or you need a second to think. Uh, I have it ready. All right, go ahead, real quick. LeBron at the one, Chef Steph at the two, right? Durant at the three, Davis at the four, Boogie at the five. Boogie. All right, real quick. Whose team? Who seems the best? You can vote for your own team this time if you really want to. <laughs> one to one to one to one to one. <laughs> Mine. Your Mine. team. So I'll just saying you as well. Yeah. Machine. Yours, Paul. Yours, Paul. No debate. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> no, I actually vote for Paul's. Oh, I'm so flattered. I'm going to say... Uh, I was going to say Souls, but I want to make that tie. Vote for yourself. Really seal it. Flip them off while you say your own name. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, actually, you know what, though? I actually I had a, a lot of positivity for the Red Baron team, so I'm going to say Paul. <laughs> Look at that. It's all right. I know deep down inside he wanted to say my team. No, I didn't. I just said that to make you feel better. No. Um, so, uh... Is Rita able to be seen on camera anywhere? No, nope. she's no. The way the cameras are positioned. Well, it'll be good for our own humor. Uh, your Sunday private stock shot. Oh, let's get your let's get your mic up again. This is gonna be gross. You can kind of yep. face that camera right over there. There you go. Just just do it. Take a big swig. Come on. You can kind of yeah. You see the bottle over in the. There you go. All right. Let's see. Oh yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, not good. Yes, it is. The best part is, is, like, this might be worse than anything we've ever mixed. <laughs> That's because I picked it out. No, you did a good job. This is pretty terrible. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Well, I think it's... What, how much did that cost? Fifteen bucks. What did you say? Fifteen ninety four. I got the receipt. <laughs> you oh, guys told me not not over twenty dollars, so I picked something that was less than twenty dollars. You get not a lot of bang for your buck. I thought she was getting a pint. I said twenty dollars and hope that she was like, "Oh, that maker's mark looks gross." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay, I'll just be sitting here like, yeah, uh, Stephen Adams plays the one shot." <laughs> so, um, so there's the NBA thing. Um, I don't know. I thought it was fun. What'd you guys? Think? I liked it. Yeah. It was stupid. Kyle lost twice, right? <laughs> Make sure you did also. Uh, once we're gonna we're gonna move on from the NBA thing, but feel yeah. free to comment oh. on the the PPRN chat type of thing if you have anything to say about it. We'll, we or can revisit Facebook it. Live. Facebook Live, yeah. uh, tweet mock, do whatever you gotta do. Um, but so real quick, we tweet talked about show. it earlier in the show. The Cleveland Browns, they're making the moves. <laughs> they got Jarvis Landry. Said it right this time. Um, they got a uh, what's his fucking name there from the Packers, Randall, and then they got a uh, Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. Yep. And they, I mean, realistically, they didn't give up too much no. in terms of they their future and all that back. stuff. 
I mean, they, they, they made it clear that they're going to go they're, – they're quarterback frenzy right now, either Tyrod Taylor and then whoever they draft to compete. And so Deshaun – or Deshaun was not really the viable option for them. Whatever. That's fine. He's garbage. They did the right thing by getting rid of him and not keeping him in the mix. So I think he caught such a raw deal in Cleveland. Because in the beginning of the season, he didn't look that bad. and mm. but, but he didn't have a team around him, and – the Browns do this. They take these young guys, throw them into the fire, and then they blame them for when the team loses. Yep. And it's well, horrible. I don't think the Browns blamed Kaiser though this year. I, I don't think that. I think that. I think the Browns like. So like, I mean, the Browns have blown early draft picks before, but they're looking at it now. It's like we've got the one and the four, and we've got other draft picks. We've you know they they didn't even though they went zero and sixteen, they were in a lot of games. They had a lot of promising players this year, and they you know so they kind of. They went with the youth, and they decided to go, all right, let's let's suspend some of these people. You know, we know what we're going to address in the draft, what we're going to address in free agency, and and let's put something together that might be good. I, I, I think this is – I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor is the answer. We'll, we'll discuss the Tyrod Taylor move. I know Souls has a lot to say about it. But I think that they made the right moves in making this a team that's not just going to be a, a like a one-season rebuild, can it, and go and try again. Uh, this is – you know, I understand that like Landry's a one-year deal type of thing, on the because he's still honored by the franchise tag, right? They're just paying it, is the way or the way yep. it'll work. So it, it'll be interesting. So the, the Tyrod Taylor thing, Souls. I know you have a lot to say about it. Let's let's discuss that. I just feel like he's not going to be the answer. I mean, he's a very serviceable quarterback, but like I just feel like he he's just going to be that guy who doesn't turn the ball over. He'll have eight touchdowns to like three picks. Week so you don't 30. think that'd be the answer? No, because he's not going to throw the ball down. They were in See, I disagree. With so you. many games last year where they lost by less than ten points. No, he's not going to be the guy that you need I a fourth quarter right, right. comeback. So, so here's the thing: I'm saying that, though. and they're going to be gonna, in that situation a lot. I'm going to disagree with you. Listen to my points. Jmart brought one of them up. They were very close in a lot of games. So a big thing with Cleveland is there's really no help in protection for the quarterback. You have a quarterback now that is proven to scramble and get out of his own thing. Now, I know Kaiser was mobile, but, like, Tyrod Taylor is mobile at an NFL level. Kaiser didn't have that experience. So that takes some time to, to work in. I mean, Russell Wilson wasn't what he is right off the bat. It takes some time to figure that out. Their offensive line is also very good. Right. I mean, so, but, like, I'm saying, like, but Kaiser, like, the the younger yeah. quarterback type of thing, you know, not knowing when to throw the ball away versus when to throw yeah. it, throwing it into double coverage type of thing. Like, like Tyrod Taylor, like you said, he's not going to cause the turnovers. Plus, he can scramble, and I disagree with you. Tyrod Taylor does take deep shots. Tyrod Taylor is just – he's not the type of quarterback that's going to – Tyrod Taylor's going to finish the season with two passes of 20 to 40-plus yard, 20 to 40 yards range. He's going to finish with plenty of 40-plus yard attempts and plenty 10-yard sure. and under attempts. Chad Pennington. That's, that's what he's going to do. And the thing, too, is, is look at what he did in Buffalo. It wasn't amazing, but he took a team. he took the team to the playoffs – and he played serviceable, and now he's going to have two receivers that and a better line. He's going to have two receivers that can catch the football. And if they turn around and if they draft Barkley with the one, he has a running back. He he, we seen what he could do with a running back that is a threat with McCoy. Now he has the receivers that can be the threat. He's the perfect quarterback for that team, in my opinion, because um, Josh Gordon loves the deep threat. He loves the the deep ball, and he loves taking all those types he of shots. He loves the marijuana as well. But Tyrod Taylor will take those shots on him. 
we, Tyrod Taylor will throw into double coverage. He'll do it. And I think Gordon's the type of receiver that can bring that ball down in double coverage. And then in Landry, he's got the receiver that's going to pick up eight to ten receptions a game over the middle on four, five, six-yard slants and move the chains for them. They get Barkley. If he, if he can average three yards a run, you're looking at consecutive first downs. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's going to take time for it to meld. Bet you they're close to 500. Yeah. I, I honestly, in my opinion, I think if Tyrod Taylor starts and they get Barkley, that, that's, the, that's the whole premise of it. If they get Barkley and they get Tyrod Taylor, assuming health, all that stuff, I mean, a lot of factors that we can't control, I could very well see the Browns finishing the season 9-7. and seven. I think they do. I, I really, I mean, I think we're starting to see the the turn for the Browns. Yep. If if everyone stays healthy, and Taylor may not be the long term answer. No, he's not. But but he's he, the, he can he's be the bridge. Better than Deshaun Kaiser. He can be the bridge. He's the perfect right now. I think he's the perfect quarterback that they could have brought in without exactly. spending a lot of money and a lot of contracts, a lot of resources to get to see if they're willing to re-sign Landry for the long haul. Now, there's no saying if Landry's going to want to re-sign. But who knows? If the Browns go from 0-16 to 8 wins, teams that, players are going to want to go. That's a huge step for them, and it'll show a lot of things. I mean, and in my opinion, too, the Ravens are and the Bengals are no, nowhere near ready to contend. They're a team that the Browns could very easily beat if they can get the right pieces going. And the Steelers, who knows? Because, I mean, the Steelers are going to be a high-powered offense again. And the defense is going to be a little better now that they're able to, to cope without Chazier, you know, type of thing. They'll have a off season to go with it. But I think it'll be good to move them in the future. I, I think it's going to be a great thing. I think so. I think we're going to see the Browns at least 800 this year. The last two seasons, I know they've only won one game, but they weren't getting blown out. No. They weren't. They were right in games. They were, there were so many games where I was like, oh, they're going to get their first win. And they were right they in games. The and they something. have tough breaks. I, I think they're going to be right around 800. And you're going to see teams or players want to go there. The Browns have a ton of money to spend. They'll, they'll want to bring people in. Yeah. Um, I hate – they're going to take Barkley, and I hate it. That's the thing, though. We don't so know good, that. Good they, chance they, will, they do. They it will, It would be though. a smart move. But you never know. They could take the quarterback still and have him compete. Well, this is the thing, Kind of push Taylor, be like, this isn't just a given spot. Souls has this, uh, this nice draft thing moving on uh, that we're going to do, this kind of round-robin uh, mock draft. And it would be interesting because the thing is, is what do the Browns view as acceptable? Because – you look at a team like the Giants. The Giants have the number two pick, and they they desperately need Barkley. Yeah, the Colts need Barkley, but and they have the three pick. Yeah. So, what's what's moving up in the draft worth to the Giants and the Colts? I mean, think about it, because you're pretty much guaranteeing if the Giants or the Colts decide that we need Barkley, that's the guy we have to have, regardless of what it costs us to get him. We need to have him. So you look at the Browns. The Browns are guaranteed going to get the Giants or the Colts pick in the first round, plus a lot more because. Even though the Giants have the second pick, chances are in the second pick they're either going to draft a quarterback or an offensive lineman if they can't get Barkley. I mean, I know Mock I thinks. I think Mark, I know Mock thinks they need to go lineman versus quarterback, but it's going to be quarterback or lineman. That's what they have to do. They need they need to start thinking post Eli, and they need to start thinking protection for the quarterback. If they can't get Barkley, that's what they're going to do. But how much is Barkley worth to them? I mean, you're very you could very well be looking at the Giants giving up or the Colts giving up their first round pick. And a third or fourth round pick in the same draft, 
And look at the Browns. I mean, the Browns have really set themselves up to be to have a really great off season. And as much as I think the Giants would benefit from Barkley, I think that the Browns would be looking more towards the Colts for the trade. Because if you look at that, the Colts get Barkley. The Colts are still not going to make the playoffs probably with him. They, they need they need time. I mean, they, they're going to have luck and they'll have Barkley, but they're not ready. The defense is not ready to, to do that. Even if they even if they make a splash, a healthy Texans defense is going to dismantle that offense right away. So, the Browns are now looking at having an extra pick somewhere in a later either a later draft or later in the current draft, and they're going to have back to back picks. They can do whatever they want. Who cares? Because like I said, I, I agree with Mock, though. I think the Giants take an offensive lineman. So if Barkley goes off the table at one for the Colts if they trade, and then the two goes offensive lineman for the Giants, now they're sitting there at the three and the four, and they can just say, all right, we've got all the time in the world. Because, I mean, I know it won't happen, but it's just like at that point they have – what's the draft clock, 90 seconds? Uh, no, it's like – no, the first round is like a couple minutes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, two minutes. Or two I mean, minutes. Five minutes, isn't it? I think it's five. In the five minutes? So, but I think it's more than that. I think it's five. Oh minutes. wait, do they get a ten minute clock? Yeah, they get ten in the first, and then the second is five. So then you get. So then you think about it too. The, the Browns have all the options in the world if they make that trade on draft day. If the Colts offer them that, they essentially have twenty minutes to make two picks. Because if they default their third round, their their, their third pick, they move to the next person, Real which quick, is the uh, Browns. Peter wants us to know that the Cowboys are going to get ring number six in twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. So we write that down. That's, that's a good prediction. I like that. That's an honest prediction. That's fair. I like that. Got a tattoo on my forearm. 2028? 2028. All right. I don't know if he meant 2018, but he wrote 2028. <laughs> no, the two and the one are very close. In the <laughs> I like 2028 even better. That, that takes a lot of commitment. Jerry Jones will be 140. <laughs> Jerry Jones facing some serious fines from the NFL. He already paid him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he has all the money in the world. He's just saying stuff so he can pay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Could you imagine? So we, we were talking about earlier this Odell Beckham Jr. video that's been surfaced and going around. Alleged Odell Beckham. Brown cigarette. Brown cigarette is the cocaine all stuff. Oh, white substance. Could you imagine? Can't jump to conclusions now. Now, this Odell Beckham Jr. lookalike is laying in bed with this potential hooker with... <laughs> You know they're they're cl- they're clearly enjoying a couple black and milds while they're getting ready to measure out the flour to bake a cake. Yeah, this is clearly what's happening. But could you imagine they have a nice Domino's pizza laying on the bed, untouched? It's the best untouched. part of the video. Yep. But could you imagine it, the alleged Odell Beckham Jr. It's because it's not him. I mean, come on, we all know that. But he's, <laughs> he's, he's, have a distinct he's trying look. to get this this other person, this unknown person in the room, to sleep with this alleged Someone. hooker. It's Eli. What do you do if it's Jerry <laughs> Jones? What would you do if it's Jerry Jones? It, oh it very well are you more Jones. amazed at the actual event that's taking place, or are you more amazed at Jerry Jones and Otto Beckham Jr. being friends on the outside? That's what being I'm more friends. amazed about. Yeah, being friends. Yeah, yeah wouldn't st- care for that. No, at the event, because no way Otto Beckham Jr. isn't eating out Jerry Jones' asshole while he's plowing <laughs> this girl. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> Yikes. Mm-hmm. But, so back to the Browns. <laughs> Peter just said that he meant 2028. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I like that hey, prediction. Ten years. Pe- well, Peter's got to get a couple things out of the way first. He's PPRN has to be the most successful radio station, internet radio station, two radio station of all time, which will happen in probably like 2019. Um, he's got to right. give Ricky the first orgasm of their marriage. So we're looking at like 2024. Shout out to Ricky. And uh, yeah, and then from there, it's all it's all Cowboys. We got to build a timeline. This is a 
expectations <laughs> hit, you know. Now, realistically, I don't think the Cowboys win another Super Bowl till Jerry Jones doesn't own that team. No. I don't think they're going to win anything as long as he's there. No, I disagree. I disagree. I, th- I think they can do it with him. Now, what's your reasoning? Ooh, he's just way too involved. I just saw that also. <laughs> Time out. This is a good discussion point. Thank you to Peter. Makes the comment. Odell Beckham Jr. is the Michael Irvin of the Millennial. Agree or disagree? Uh, I agree. But what I will say is that there are a lot of players like that. Like, I think OBJ has a, that's not the only guy who acts a certain way, but he is very. He's got a name and he's not a Giants fan. Don't fucking say OBJ. It's terrible. I, I thought Odell Beckham Jr. over and over was kind of, you know, <laughs> extra. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham Jr. Jr. I can mute these microphones. <laughs> but I. I could see that, but I feel like there's a lot of players that I think there are many players uh, like that, and they have kind of that, that same similar, you know, uh, the way they act, and you know, they can sort of back it up, and they back it up the way they play. Not sort of, they back it up the way especially they play. receivers, receivers, especially now. There's so much been more divas. Yeah, they're so much more like. I no longer have a chaser for this high personality compared to other positions. No brown cigarette personality, not high personality. Can't prove it yet. Get this out of my face. Horrible. You can bet there's going to be the random drug test coming up. Well, oh, of course. And I, and I mean, they, they should, because I mean, the, <laughs> the, the video Sorry, is bad. Peter's comment. Look at Peter's comment on Facebook Live. It's it's fantastic. I don't I don't know if he wants us to say it on the air. Nah. But, um, <laughs> no, it, it's funny, though. I think one of the aspects that he sees the, the Odo Beckham Jr. versus Michael Irvin thing is, I, I completely agree. I think Odell Beckham Jr. within two day or two years of retirement has no more money. I think it's all gone. And then he gets some bullshit an analyst job where he wears glasses and thinks he's cool and dyes his hair purple and all that shit. I don't know. So <laughs> pick it up the, the Facebook live and somebody's phone. <laughs> yeah, well maybe I wanted people to hear it. You guys ever yeah, fucking nice, take that nice into consideration? Echo whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, we talked about the LeBron thing last uh, last show. We'll, we'll touch on it just pretty quickly. Um, he released a thing saying the four teams he's considering, which were uh, Houston, L.A., uh, Cleveland again, and uh, Philly. Kyle likes that a lot. I still it's an option. agree with J-Mart. LeBron going to the Sixers hinders Ben Simmons' career. The start to his career. I wait to see. I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. That's, that's a, okay. a bullshit answer. Yeah, Don't some wait to see. Just say you disagree and tell me ben why. Ben Simmons has completed the most passes in the NBA this year. Okay. <sighs> that's because I'm not in the league, Kyle. We all know. Irrelevant. But I, I don't. Not irrelevant. It's no, it's not irrelevant. You need the ball. So, would you be willing to say Ben Simmons, like if LeBron came to the Sixers, would it be okay with Ben Simmons averaging nine points a game? Probably. But then, what does that do for What's his future? The point? It doesn't matter. If Why does it matter? What does it matter to him? Because that's what they're there to do right now. But what happens when LeBron retires? What's Ben Simmons going to do after that? Try and win without him. I don't know. But he's team, just going to go from he's going to go from four years of nine points and fourteen assists to now having to be the because Kyrie still averaged about what twenty points with LeBron. That's different. How is it different? 
because Kyrie, Kyrie was the point guard. Shots. So was Ben Simmons. He's a point forward. He plays point guard on the Sixers. But he's a point forward. He I, is their point he's guard. He's listed as point guard, but he's a point forward. He's not a point guard. He's not your traditional okay. point Kyrie guard. Kyrie Irving brought the ball up. LeBron didn't. Okay. Ben Simmons brings the ball up. Okay, but when LeBron's there, now you're talking about two point forwards bringing the ball up. It doesn't matter. He will con- He will be a point guard. He is considered a point guard on the 76ers right now. I wish he wasn't on the Sixers. I think the Sixers can win a championship without LeBron. In the LeBron era, the Sixers can win a championship without LeBron. Every game, they have Ben Simmons listed as the point guard. So it's without Anthony LeBron, the, the Sixers can win guard. a championship in the LeBron no, era. No, but he's not considered the point On the 76ers, he's considered the point guard. What do you have to lose to get LeBron? We, have to, we won't be able to sign J.J. Redick. Or Sarge. Sarge is on contract for another two or three years. Okay. You're gonna, LeBron wants a max deal. Okay. We're talking multiple years. So he so should have a lot of money. But Sarge is and gone he after that. opt out any year. Okay. Keep that in mind. So do you really want to sell out the process? To get LeBron and win a championship? Yeah. But I think the Sixers can win the championship. Because you're, you're talking about you LeBron. I don't think LeBron's coming back it's to Cleveland. It's not a fit. So LeBron's other three options are Philadelphia or two teams in the West. The Sixers can beat whatever of the, the Houston Rockets or... The Lakers, with the current team they have, if they keep doing what they're doing and mold their players into their system without LeBron, I think they can win a championship in the LeBron era without him. I disagree. LeBron will be in the finals until he retires. So you think the Cavs make the finals this year? Yeah, I do. No. They'll pick it up in the playoffs like they do always do. Well, LeBron will pick it up, but will the rest I, of the team pick it up? I'm not really sold on Toronto. I'm not really sold on Boston. Toronto will always fade out in the playoffs like they do every year. Boston is too young. Yeah, but we're talking about a whole different Cleveland team. I know that, but they have LeBron James. Okay. Now, now we have Peter on Facebook thinks that uh, LeBron will face a major career-ending injury within the next two years. He's getting too old. It's possible. I mean, it, he it, is he's a, getting old to play at that high level. Nature at his age to be doing what he's doing, that's for sure. My thing is, I think LeBron... <laughs> the, the only two teams for him is the Lakers or the Cavs. I, I LeBron, I, I understand that he's getting older and he wants to win championships, but he's proven time and again that he's the guy. Oh, absolutely. And on a team like Houston or Philadelphia, he he's nah. being competed with yeah. to be the guy. You take him to Philadelphia, he's competing with two other players to be the guy. And now you're looking at three players that have the ability to average 26 points a game and they're all going to average 14. It's the same thing in Miami. He, we, they had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He was still the guy. But he was the guy. Okay. But you didn't they think had an ESPN added... segment that wasted all of our lives just to say he was And that's a in. different big He's three the than the big three that would be in. You look at the big three in Miami is you're talking about three people that can stretch the floor and shoot the three consistently and regularly. Three people that can drive the lane and dunk and be great on defense and can post up all down low. So you don't think Joel Embiid would benefit from LeBron James being there? But I'm saying uh, that's not what I'm saying. Simmons would not. What I'm saying is that Simmons and Embiid are not stretch the floor guys like Bosh and Wade. Embiid can shoot the three. That's not what I'm saying because I know that's where your next argument's going to go. Embiid can shoot the three. Simmons is not a proven three point shooter. He hasn't I, even made a three. He doesn't have to. But but that's the whole, but with LeBron he'll have to. No, he won't. Because LeBron's going to drive, and it opens up the perimeter. That's why everybody who plays with LeBron is so good at J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. All these players can make the three because the minute LeBron steps inside the arc, he automatically attracts whoever's in the paint's attention. 
they are no longer focused on the guy they're guarding, which it, allows yeah. them to slip out and hit the mid-range to open three shot. And I'm saying, okay, if Sarge is still there, who can hit the three? Covington is still there. He can hit the three. If they can't retain JJ Redick, but we're not, but we're not arguing about Jeff. And no, I are you're not saying argu- the three point shot, but we Jeff have and I are guys that can shoot the three point shot. But Jeff and I are arguing so about Covington and Sarge. We're talking about what it's going to do to Ben Simmons's career. It's going to make him better. <laughs> better in what aspect? He's going to win a championship. Oh. No, he's going to be able. He's going to work on his shot, so he can. He can work on his shot, so he can make the I three. I think every NBA ben player Simmons, works on their I shot. I think Ben Simmons is the next he's LeBron James, and when you shooter. put the next LeBron James with the current LeBron James. One of the two isn't going to perform up to capacity. So you're thinking him going to the Lakers is going to make is a is a way better fit for the Sixers. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Why do you think he's a better fit for the Lakers? I did. I just said for the Sixers. Literally, just said it. No, I'm saying why do you think he's a good fit for the Lakers? How does I, that make I didn't sense? say that. I just said he's a better he fit. He did. Did I say that today? You you said he was first. Obviously, off, you think you LeBron need anger James management. <laughs> you think LeBron James going to the Lakers is a better fit, right? Yes. Why? What do you mean why? What do you mean you by? have a team that's going to perform well around LeBron James slashing, his playmaking, combined with Lonzo's outside and playmaking. That team's defense all makes more sense than going to Philly. In my opinion, the, the Sixers have proven this year that they do not need a superstar free agent to push them to the next level. They're at the next level. They're just young. The Sixers, you literally told me last night, the Sixers had the ability to finish this season at the three seed. Without a superstar. No, no, nobody on that team is a superstar yet. They are all very good stars. Simmons, Embiid, Sarge, great stars. They're too young to be superstars right now. But they already have the ability to finish the season at the three seed, trumping the Cavs in the playoffs. So you add somebody like LeBron James, you won't have that drought of having no points in five to six minutes. That drought is going to end with time. They're young. They take stupid shots. They, they make dumb defensive mistakes. It happens with any team. Look at the Bulls back when they played the, the Celtics in that first-round series when they went seven games and they lost to the Celtics. The only reason, in my opinion, they lost to the Celtics is because it was Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen, veterans who knew when to do certain things and when not to do them. The Bulls pushed that big three team that ended up winning the championship to the absolute limit, a young motivated, athletic team that, if injury hadn't occurred, probably would be the Sixers we're talking about in the future. Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah, all those players. Injury changed the course of those players' career, but that's what the Sixers have the ability to do right now. You have Joel Embiid, who is a better Joakim Noah, defensive giant who can literally stop anybody in the paint, can stretch the floor with the three. Ben Simmons, who can do everything imaginable right now except shoot the three. Sarge, who can stretch the floor, and a great bench rotation. I don't think they need LeBron to take them to the next no. level. They're at the next level. They just need the maturity to do it. It's not trust LeBron. It's trust the process. Am I right? They've got this far without a superstar. They were terrible for how many years, and they pulled the people up. They pulled up, you know, Jaleel Okafor. didn't work out. Nerlens Noel didn't work out. They went out. They signed. They spent the money to get J.J. Redick, and he's been a good addition to that team. I think that's what they need. They need to focus on the guys that are going to complement their guys, not bring in somebody that's going to be his own person. I, I, in my opinion, I think LeBron's willing to adapt as well. LeBron is not going to adapt. He's thirty-two years old. Look at Kyrie old. Irving. Look at how that think, worked out. People have to adjust their play to LeBron. The Sixers are winning and they're doing great right now without LeBron. You put LeBron on, they all have to fold to LeBron. Mark my words. Mark my words. Kevin Love had to fold to LeBron. He's Kevin, a, yeah, Kevin he was Love the was the best out. rebounder in the game. 
Kevin Love was a household name, one of the most unstoppable big men in the league when he was a Timberwolf. And then he came to Cleveland, and now he, I mean, he's still a household name, but he's by far not the best four in the game. Not even close. I mean, it makes an impact on the team when he's not healthy, but it's because it's the team. But he, he's had the full of LeBron's game. He's not the Kevin Love that we knew before he signed, before the Wiggins deal. I'm, I just, I think the Sixers are ready now. The Sixers can win a championship in the LeBron era without LeBron. I think they can. I think the Sixers team, given a year or two of maturity, can very well beat Golden State. Nixon six. <laughs> no. Well, I think he got... was saying 0 oh, and 6. Kyle's just angry. It's a really angry, bitter hey, bastard. Hey. Well, J- Mock said it last week. Perfect. Perfect. It, it's it's hard for Kyle to argue because we're hyping up Ben Simmons <laughs> so much. But we're he wants to be mad, but he's. Ah, <laughs> I love you guys. Stop <laughs> saying he's good. He's just he's angry with an erection <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do. Uh, we got just a few more minutes. I just want to throw my hat in the ring real quick. LeBron's is playing for the Steelers next year. Juju Smith-Schuster has <laughs> been at the games. He's got a jersey, and I think that would cement LeBron as the greatest athlete of all time. That's a debate for another day. But uh, next week, next week, negative, negative. Well, well, we'll see what the fans think. But let that's, us know what you think about thirty-three-year-old uh, rookie. I'm saying, if he played for the Steelers, he'd be the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, he would just need one reception. That's all he'd need. <laughs> why? <laughs> it's a joke. Well, that's why. Well, but you're kind of serious. I'm kind of serious, but I, I would I would formulate a better opinion. Now we need quick time. beer reviews here. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of time. All right. Well, you can go first, asshole. What's wrong with that? Uh, what, the Guinness that? was great as usual. <laughs> I'm you, happy to have it. <laughs> Thank you, J-Mart. Budweiser, solid go-to post-softball. Solskjaer Pogne? Die. No, talk it up. It was fantastic. It's I good. recommend it to all that have had it. Recommend what? Miller High Life. You said the champagne, so I thought everyone knew. Paul, how was your beer? Mine was, my beer was very good. Um, it's a little heavy on the percent. I mean, 12.5. What did hard. you have again? Uh, Exorcism at Sunset from Clown Shoes. Uh, you can definitely taste like the the bourbon kind of bite a little bit. It's a little smoother, obviously, but it's got the bourbon bite and the creaminess from the stout. It's pretty good. I recommend it if you can find it. Clown Shoes is so hard to find. Certain things they put yeah. out so much weird shit. Red Bear. I had the breakfast stout from Founders. Very good. I'm a big stout fan. I mean, Paul is really. Uh, Turned me on to the stout thing. Enjoy it. So if you're a stout fan, beer first thing in the morning, I recommend it highly. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD, whether LeBron comes to the team you're rooting for or you're drinking the champagne of beers. Find us on Podbean and iTunes, YouTube, um, and every Sunday here on the PPRN Radio Network. Download the app. Yeah, make sure to listen to PPRN uh, Peter's show on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays from, I think, uh, 730 to 10.30, and then the Latin soundtrack on Thursdays with Eddie Transcendent. Um, and before we sign off this Food for Thought, we're not going to discuss it. Listeners, take you for what you will. Uh, Craig on the Facebook chat, Facebook live chat said, LeBron James is 33 years old and professional athletes ev- ever, or, uh, professional athletes, even great ones post-steroid era, have shown significant downturns in stats after 34th birthday. So... You guys take that for what it is. Uh, David we'll, Ortiz, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Well, yeah, we'll take a little <laughs> bit of discussion for that in the next show. We'll use that for some food for thought, but you guys take it for what it is when we're talking about LeBron. But until next time, I'm your host is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mock. Sheen Washable. Nope. So Zay. I'm LeBron to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the Red Baron. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah.